D-S-N-Y. Elite Sports NY production taping on, what do we have here, June 23rd, a little after 8 o'clock in the evening, um, rolling as always with Chip Murphy, Chip is fresh off a nice vacation, he's looking tan, he's relaxed, he's chilling, Chip, what's going on bud, how you doing? More sunburn than tan, I wish, <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm very white, so definitely sunburn. Yeah, I know, like, I know very all about sunburn. that, I know yeah. all about the, uh, the translucence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it was fun. It was fun. I was in Nantucket. So very fun out there. Uh my aunt has a house out there. It was it was great. Played some golf, went to the beach a little bit. Uh actually read a book. Like well not read a book. I mean it sounded like I actually read a whole book. Read a few pages of a book and pretend like I was gonna read the whole thing, but uh watched uh the Indiana Jones movie. I haven't Ooh. watched that in like thirty years. Okay. It's uh, it still holds up the first Indiana Jones. Oh, absolutely! Great movie, Raiders of the yeah, Lost Ark. Um, yeah, great movie. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it was fun, man. Oh, and uh, watched Avatar: The Last Airbender too. Got caught, got a little bit caught up. I know Alex is a fan of that show. I wanted yeah, to love that, that show. Yeah, yeah, it. yeah. It's a great one. And so uh, yeah, it was a fun trip, man. Escaping reality for like three or four days. Yeah, <laughs> always That's fun. Awesome. Yeah. Always fun and always needed as well. And, um, you know, tonight uh, we were talking a little bit offline. We wanted to do kind of a combo episode. Um, we we kind of took a little bit of a hiatus from our redraft, so we wanted to bring that back. We wanted to hit the 2015 draft class. We also wanted to start talking a little bit about the NBA draft and some prospects that we've been looking at. Um, you know, the draft is a very long you know time away, but... Uh, it's always good to start on big boards and, and start researching some of those guys. And uh, in order to do that, we had to bring somebody on, an awesome guest, friend of the pod, Alex Trataros. Dude, how's it going, man? Uh, how's your evening so far? It's been pretty good so far. Can't complain. Just uh, another day of work. Uh, you know, just ready to talk it up. I love basketball. Been dying for the NBA to come back, but seeing Jokic get, uh, you know, COVID today. So, and then Florida is just increasing in cases. So, it's not looking great, Bob. <laughs> no, no. It's not looking great. I think no. that is the, probably the uh, the best way to put it. It is not looking great. Um, yeah. I mean... Uh, At least it's not baseball, but... Yeah. yeah. It could That's be worse. back, apparently. Yeah. yeah, they're forcing it back, but could be worse. It could be Major League Baseball. This is true. This is true. You could, I guess, yeah, you could have the back and forth, the arguments over money yeah. between, you know, billionaires and whatnot. Uh, the NBA seemed at least initially, to, to be a little bit more amenable. Um, you know, we just hope everything works out. But as the cases rise, you know, it's, it's a very real and serious health concern. So we hope everybody stays safe for sure. Um, with that said, we're going to get into some of the discussion about the 2020 prospects. Um, you know, very top-heavy draft for the most part. You know, a lot of the, the experts will tell you that there's, you know, very few potential opportunities at a, a you know, perennial all-star franchise level 
type player. But as is with the case, and I think Chip will agree with me too, we've been doing these redrafts since 2010, and you find a decent amount of good players. So it's really about your scouting um, and how you can kind of find that diamond in the rough. So uh, we're going to start off here with Alex, uh, and we're going to kind of go, um, I'm going to take the number two spot, and then number three will go all the way through 14, and just kind of go through who we have um, at each spot, and then once once the first person picks or selects a player, we'll kind of talk about them and, and just kind of, you know, give a little bit of background, and then we'll go into our redraft after. So, Alex, if you want to start us off with your number one prospect on your big board for 2020, who is it? Well, I think it's got to be Lamella Ball. That's my top prospect, and I think he's just a transcendent player, especially on the playmaking side. Obviously, we have concerns with Lamelo on his shooting. Uh, his form's not really there. He shoots a little low, but just based on the passing alone and his length, I think those are things that will help any team, especially since you can see the court, just see above players with his height, and he's still so young. I think he can just work on a shot, but Lamelo Ball is definitely my top prospect on this draft so far. Yeah. I, uh, I'm, I'm with you on that, man. Uh, Ball is such a very, very interesting kid, right? Because he went from being like a joke um, as part of the Ball family. And um, he went through a couple of different prep schools. I know he was inspired for a little bit. And, you know, you would see the occasional highlight of him pulling up from half court. And, you know, there was not a lot of, like, seriousness around him as a prospect. But you kept, you know credit the ball family i mean they they kept promoting their son you know they kept putting him out there finding different opportunities for him he goes to australia has this big growth spurt um tears up the place you know i I don't think he played the full season i think he he ended short but you started to see honestly i started to see uh, uh, articles in october about his playmaking ability his ability to get to the rim and finish at his height i I believe he's six seven uh, or six eight around there, and he's just so young, and he is filling out into his body. And you know, of course, you're going to have questions about his shot, but you know, everyone that that really knows the game well is saying that they're going to take a chance on him, even without the shot, because that's how good he is. Chip, what uh, what about you? What's your take on Mellow Ball? Yeah, and I have a lot more to add than that. I mean, his shot looks weird, but everybody said that about Lonzo too, and Lonzo had a great shooting year this year. I think you'll just have to give the shot time. And, I, I mean, they said when Lonzo came into the league, this kid was the best of all the Ball brothers. So now we're going to get a chance to see. I mean, I, as a Knicks fan, this is the guy I want the Knicks to take. So if the Knicks got the number one pick, I'd want them to take this guy. So, look, I don't know as much about it as you guys do. I'm going based off of YouTube videos and what Kevin O'Connor writes and Chris Persianen and uh, – other other draft guys so but um yeah i really like what i've seen of lamella ball and read about lamella ball i yeah i want the knicks to take him so that's the highest compliment i can give him uh and i I don't buy that his father is going to be a problem when he's taken i just it, it didn't bother the lakers they uh they didn't care Magic Johnson didn't care, and it's obviously not a deal for the Pelicans. I mean, I know his father's already chirping about how he wants him in New York, but yeah. whatever. The, the highlights are phenomenal. He looks like a great passer, so I, 
I, I want him in New York. I, I definitely I agree with Alex. I think he's the number one player. I'd take him one. Yeah, I'm I guess that. like – oh, sorry. No, 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 that's fine. Alex, go. No, what I was going to say, I think the other concern with LaMelo, like his defense and his just like wax of tendency like to be engaged on that end of the floor and his ability to take contact. But I think the thing that you have to take the shot on is that you can be a decent defender. You can improve a shot as we've seen everyone else in the league, right? Like look at LeBron, like he was a, a natural shooter. Even Lonzo, as Chip pointed out, like he's improved his shot. And I think when you take a chance on LaMelo Ball, the thing that we all see is like his passing, just being able to go into the lane and attack the rim, whether it's with a floater or just going off the backboard. It is just, it's unreal. And he yeah. still was able to put up numbers without having a good shot. So I think you just got to take that shot and just hope that it transfers into something. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely on board uh, with that for sure. Uh, Chip, let's go to you for number two. Who would you have for your number two prospect? I was kind of going back and forth on this. Because you were just talking about the effort with Lamelo Ball, but I and I know people were Chris Persianen was actually talking about this when we had him on with Anthony Edwards, but I put him second too, and I know that one of the knocks on him has been his effort on defense and that he disappears at times, but I don't know, man. I really, <laughs> I guess I'm just a, a mark for his maybe his YouTube videos or whatever. <laughs> I just, I like what I've seen from him, and I know he, he's not much of a shooter right now, but he's so explosive, man, and he can shoot up the dribble. He's, in transition, he's fantastic. He can pass, too. I, I think he has the potential, if he commits, to be a fantastic defender. But, look, I I really like the kid. I, I would take him over anybody except LaMelo Ball. Uh I went back and forth with him and Killian Hayes. Uh, I think you can make the argument against him for Hayes, but yeah, I, I put Edwards slightly over Hayes here. I I also have Edwards there, but I want to put him back, man. I, I only have him at two because they're, the majority of people that I've researched and listened to that know a shit ton more than me about this have mm-hmm. him, most people have him in the top three. But... I've watched Anthony Edwards play. He has he has great he has a really good handle and an ability to get very good separation. He has the ability to be a three level scorer. He has a great NBA body. But when I start hearing about low court awareness and low motor, I get very worried. So, you know, a lot of people have said Wiggins two point maybe worse than that. Um I, Wiggins didn't play like that in college. I know, but I, my, I don't know, man. I, I'm, I'm definitely worried about Anthony Edwards. Like, I totally understand the, the rationale. Like, oh, you can't pass on him. You have to. But I, I don't know, man. I have him too, but it's not, it's not like I feel confident about it. Alex, what do you think? So I actually have Edwards as three for me. Um, I would actually, I actually have Killian Hayes as my two, but I think okay. everyone's already said it for Edwards. He's just a bull. He can attack the rim. He can create his own shot. Athletic, just anything you want. The kid can attack. Just fearless when he goes to the rim. I think the thing that concerns me with him is, and everyone says it, is that his motor on defense and I think his playmaking is kind of terrifying. Um, he doesn't really look to pass first. He's always thinking to score and I think in the league today you can't (laughs) 
you need someone who's able to like who, who has that court awareness who can just like understand the field for the game i think he can learn that uh i don't think his career is going to be defined as soon as he enters the league oh he can't trans like trans transfer into this but the concern on defense is like is a real factor like watching him play in georgia like you just saw it left and right and i think the comp that kevin o'connor has for this is he has victor oladipo and Dion waiters as like the two comps and i could see him like i think the low end scale would be Dion waiters well, I can definitely see if Victor Oladipo by the way that he attacks, but Depot clearly has, you know, better defensive awareness. He ha- also has that playmaking ability. I think if Ed- Edwards actually commits and decides to go in that direction and really like puts his best foot forward in the league, he can definitely be something like Oladipo. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm interested to see. It's, it's going to depend a lot on where he gets drafted too. I think if you want him to save your franchise. Um, as as young as he is, I think he could get a little lost in the sauce. I think if he's with some good players, I mean, if he if he plays with the Warriors, I mean, who knows? I mean, they already have D'Lo. I, I, I'd be interested to see what they would do there with kind of the amount of, like, scoring guards that they have. But um, it could be interesting. Uh, so we'll move on to number three here. And I'm, and I'm going to... I'm gonna do a little bit of a not not a I wouldn't say it's a spicy take it's like a mild take uh, but it, it it could be hot because we talked about Killian Hayes already I know a lot of people have him top three um, I like Killian Hayes a lot but I'm actually putting Tyrese Halliburton above him uh, I'm a big big Tyrese Halliburton guy okay uh, you know every everything I've seen dude in the video uh, 99th percentile in spot up shooting. His assist rate probably got brought down because a lot of his teammates didn't convert. Uh, he he has a great feel for the game. Honestly, when I've seen his highlights, especially in transition, I am not comparing him to this guy, but it's like Showtime Lakers. Like He's got a little bit of magic-esque touch to this guy. Um, and, and now I just read a recent article from Sam, I don't know if it's Vecini or Vecini, um, but he said that a lot of NBA teams are very impressed with his character, the way he interviews. Uh, I really like Tyrese Halliburton a lot. Not taking anything away from Killian Hayes. Everybody loves him. I know Kevin O'Connor has him won. Um, but, man, I, I, I don't know. I love me some Tyrese Halliburton. I hope the Knicks get him. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Tyrese is fun to watch. He's a playmaker, right? He can shoot. His shot is, like, a little weird, but I think that can – like he can, I think you'd have to tweak it a little bit, but definitely like Tyrese, not as high as you. I feel like that's kind of like you're definitely the first one I've heard say having that three. Yeah, that honestly, I I don't even have him. Like I have him in the top six, but I don't have him in the top three. Uh, I like the kid though. As a Knicks fan, I would be happy if we got him. If we didn't get Lamelo Ball, I think he'd be fun to watch. He definitely knows how to drive and pass out. I, that was like clear when you watch him at Iowa. Um, he's solid. he's just solid, like from like a cerebral aspect of the game. That's what you see when you watch him play. Uh, obviously, he's, uh, he can score defensively. He stands up a little too much. I wish you'd like get a little bit more, like just bend bend the knees, get like a little bit more engaged. But overall, I like Tyrese Albert, but I don't. I wouldn't have him at three though. I got you, Chip. What do you think? KOC has him really high, right? He does. Yeah. I think he does. I think he does. No, I, I think yeah. I has him at three. 
Oh, does he? I think yeah. so. Uh, oh, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, people are really split on him, right? It's not quite like the Cole Anthony split. He seems like the most polarizing one of all the point guards. But, yeah, I guess he's like uh, – is he considered like one of the more sure thing players but kind of like a not as much of an upside as like a haze or a ball? Yeah, right? I think that's fair. I think some along those lines, yeah. Yeah, because I guess because he's older, right? He's twenty years old. Yeah. But yeah, I like Alex just said as a, as a Knicks fan, if if Ball's gone, if we end up with a lower pick, like as we are the Knicks, it, it's probably going to happen. We know that <laughs> if Ball and Hayes are off the board, and we end up with Halberton, not going to be upset about that. He's a solid player, like what you saw in college, and he did exactly play on a stud team. So yeah, he he was an impressive player. And his numbers are really good. Is and by the way, and he can shoot too. So love that. And he can defend. I think he's going to be able to contribute as a rookie too. So I think the one thing um, also before we get on to four um, that that I'm going to buy with Halliburton is like uh, uh, some people and there's no question like his shot mechanics like they're definitely unorthodox and I do think he'll have to change a little bit. But some people have said that he they think he won't be able to get his shot off. I remember people saying the exact same thing about Trey Burke. I'm, I'm sorry, Trey Young. Jesus Christ, Trey Burke. Um, <laughs> people said the exact same thing about. I was gonna Trae say Young. you remembered Trey Burke. I know, Burke. I know, I know. <laughs> you were watching him on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> people were saying the same thing about Trey Young. They're like, he's not gonna be able to get the shot off. He's too small. Um, they didn't like the release angle. You know, it, it, it was a little more lower to to his chest in terms of the release angle. Um, you know, you kind of see that a little bit with, with Halliburton too. I just, I just think he will like, there's going to be more spacing in the NBA. Um, I don't know. I like the, I like his ability to play on the ball and off the ball too. So I, I just like the versatility there. Um, but Alex, who do you have for number four? Oh, no one has taken him yet, but it is Killian Hayes. (laughs) (laughs) Killian Hayes is actually my number two. I like him more than Edwards. And Halliburton, I I know he's really raw. The numbers didn't show a lot while he was playing over in France. But his shot mechanics look solid. He is also a playmaker. Defense on and off, on ball is solid. Off ball, it's a little concerning. He tends to get a little lost and tends to zone out a little bit. But everything that I've seen, he's able to play make. I, the, the concern with him, obviously, is that he's left-hand dominant. Like, you can... I think Kevin O'Connor actually said it best. You can just take his right hand and put it behind his back and he'd be playing normal. Um, You know, but he's able to take, he's able to take the contact a little bit, but I really like the shooting ability. And that's, that's probably like the biggest aspect for me. What I like about him is that he can shoot. And with the NBA trending towards a shooting league, you have to be able to shoot from the perimeter, be able to then be able to attack or vice versa. Right. However you get, to the cup for however you score first you gotta be able to do both and he's shown that he can do both while playing in france and i think he can just take it to another higher level level i think he has that high ceiling that teams are looking for and that they're willing to take that investment on yeah I mean, the harden comparisons already uh, he just looks so impressive i love the fact that he's a lefty yeah i'm just gonna say that i like That's that, so, that that'd like be that so too. cool to have a lefty point guard but yeah the uh KLC compared him to Ginobili, right, O'Connor? Yeah. Yeah, he did. That was that was very – I mean, the whole thing where he's got to get a right hand. I mean, Ginobili is one of the most 
uh, is one of the best players of his era, and I don't think I ever saw him dribble with his right hand. And Harden never dribbles with his right hand. So I don't know how important it is to have a great right-handed dribble when he's as good as he is with his left hand. But, yeah, he's really good. I mean, shit. It'd be, uh, he's The highlights that I've seen of him where he's just doing the step-back Harden jumper and he's he can shoot. The fact that he can shoot off the dribble like that as a teenager, shit. It's, he can do things as a teenager off the dribble that a lot of vets in the league can't do. And it's it's impressive, man. And he can, yeah, again, like Halliburton, I think he's going to be able to come in as a rookie and contribute right away. So, yeah, I get with that. Shot 87% from the line, so I buy the shot too, even though you yeah, know, I think some that's of the, the telling. Is, that's the telling one, the line, is. the free throw line. Yeah, um, can make every pass in the game, you know. Uh, I, I, yeah, I mean, there's, there's not a lot to not like, you know, I mean, especially when you think about age, there's a lot of upside there when he starts to grow into his body. Uh, Chip, who do you have at five? Shout out to Chris Percy Einan because he brought up Okenya, Okongwu, Onyeka, Okongwu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I fucked, I knew I was going to fuck up his name. (laughs) Onyeka, Okongwu, right? Yep, yep, yep. (laughs) Yeah. And so I looked him up on YouTube. I watched a shit ton of videos on him, and I'm totally sold on this guy. <laughs> like, I wish the Knicks – I almost wish the Knicks didn't have Mitchell Robinson so we could draft this guy because I've become so obsessed Ooh, with this guy. I love this guy. That's spicy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that yeah. Spicy. I I know that's spicy. I, I said almost, so don't fucking kill me all the time. <laughs> people. All right? Yeah. <laughs> but – uh. But no, he's so he's so fun to watch. And the fact he's he's six. First of all, he's six nine seven uh, seven foot one wingspan. He's nineteen years old. He can def- he can he's a great pick and roll defender. He can finish on a uh, he's a great rim runner. He can score in the post. Uh, he hustles well. Look, he's he struggles guarding uh, in the post because he's he's undersized. He's six foot nine. He's going to struggle guarding centers. Look. I don't know, man. There's something about the guy. You watch him. He would be amazing in New York. I know I'm bringing this all back to the Knicks, and I can't help but do that. But he'd be amazing in New York because you watch him. He runs around. He runs at 110% on every single goddamn play. He'd just be so fun to watch. And I think he's going to end up being a great shot blocker and a great defender. And, again, we already have Mitchell Robinson. But it's cool just to think about the guy. And I'm def- whenever he, wherever he ends up, I'm going to be a fan of his. He's just fun to watch. And I'm totally sold on him, and I think he's going to be really good. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, there's like two things that stand out to me with Onyeka. Like, so every year there's one guy that the analytics guys absolutely love, um, and this year I think it's Onyeka Okongu, and they're usually not wrong when they zero in on you know Jaron Jackson Jr., you know Brandon Clark from last year's draft who, you know, a lot of people wanted him to go higher than where he got selected with the Grizzlies. Onyeko Kongo, I think, is going to be that guy. Um, he's got a big catch radius, man. When you dump the ball into him in the post, uh, he stands his ground. You know, he's got a couple of moves there. He He's not a shooter, but people are buying his stroke and his form, and I've seen enough of it that it looks good. Um, so I also had him at five, and I and I think he's... I definitely think he's going to be really good, too. I also had him at five. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So, 
I like a Kong Wu as well. Um, you guys said everything. There's not really much more to add on to it. Uh, the shot, you see the form is getting there. It's a little shaky. It's not consistent. But what do we want in the NBA today? Big men that can shoot. And he's doing it. Like, it's not there yet, but he's still young. But he's just so fun to watch. I agree with Chip. Chip, I was watching highlights as well, and oh, my God. I was just like, who is this guy? Like, just watching him at USC, just, like, going in there, shaking the rim, honestly. Like, and go bring this back to the Knicks as well. I mean, we don't need Kenny Wooten then. If we just get this guy, we just put him <laughs> as a second guy. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Why not? <laughs> um, okay, I think that leaves us at number six. So this is a guy I literally just came out with a feature on. Um, Obi Toppin, a very divisive player. Um, a lot of people are split on him. I I like him. You know, I, he's 22 years old. He's old. I get it. You know, he's a sophomore. He had a very, very good season. Was um, the consensus, you know, uh, player of the year. Naismith Award. Uh, was tops in the country in points per possession. Uh, shot 39% from three. You know, I, I, you know, I get all of the kind of uh, negative reactions. I know that Dayton ran a very good spread pick and roll system. They they highlighted his strengths. They played him at small ball five, uh, let him get the ball a lot. Um, but this guy's athleticism is elite, and I do think that the shooting stroke is real. Um, I'm not saying he's going to be a perennial all star, but I like him. Now, the downside is that his defense is really bad. Uh, he's got skinny legs. He can get pushed off his spot, you know, when he gets the ball in the post. Um, you know, but I've seen him box out. You know, I've seen him box out. I've seen him make some rotations here and there. So, but I, I do like him. I got him here at six. What do you guys think? That is, who's up next? Is it, is it me or is it Jim? No, you go, Alex. Oh, go. I go. That is too high for me. <laughs> <laughs> I like Obi. I think you and Chip. I think you and Chip are in agreement on that. Westchester native. I'll yes. give him that. Ossining. Ossining. Sing sing, baby. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, a little too high for me. And you said it defensively. It's concerning. Uh, watching highlights of him, he just watching him in the block. It's it's tough, man. He's not in position. He does get bullied around. I get it. He was like playing five when he probably would be better off at the four. And if he wins the NBA, he's probably better off at the four. Um, he can shoot just absolute good score. Like he could run the four, everything you want out of like a big, his size at the four though. Um, I would have him a little lower. Uh, if I'm going to be honest, I had him like around nine and 10. That's where I would, I think I, I would take him. Um, I think highest would be eight, but Offensively, great. Defensively, it's just concerning. Uh, yeah. What do you got to think? What do you think about it, Chip? Yeah, I think. I, I mean, Kevin O'Connor has the best draft comparison of all time about Obi Toppin when he says uh, Amari Stoudemire on, on offense and Jaleel Okafor on defense. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he just. And as a. Well, Amari as a was fan, bad. He, he, Amari struggled at D2, so. He gives a little yeah. bit better. <laughs> yeah, yeah a, little, a little bit better than this guy. He, and as a Duke fan, he reminds me so much of Jaleel Okafor, too. No. Because I remember when Jaleel Okafor played against a shitty St. John's team, and he would just get his ass kicked on defense, too. Just, like, even against, like, the shitty, like, like 
guys who you didn't even know their name, they just push him around. And it's like, I remember thinking, God, he has, and again, I was an idiot and I was a Duke fan and he was in college and I was like, God, he has post moves like Brooke Lopez on one end because he was going against shitty. It was college. And not on the other end, he looks like a fucking scrub. <laughs> like, he just looked awful. <laughs> so, we, so we should have known. And I don't know. He just, like, I've watched the, the same defensive videos, the same highlight videos that have shown his defensive flaws that you guys have. And, man, he looks, he looks brutal. Like, to the level where if, if he's willing to put in the effort that Okafor was not willing to put in, then, I don't know, maybe he'd be worthy of a, of a top uh, six pick, but I don't know. Yeah, it depends. I, I definitely put him lower like Alex would. So I, I, I would, I would last thing before we move on from top in, I do think like, you know, I, the, I, the full games that I watched of him, he played up to the competition. So, you know, I know Mike Gavoni of ESPN said like he got dominated by, Udoka Azabuki, which is like, he got dominated in the overtime. I wouldn't really say it was the whole game, but um, he, he does box out. Like, he does try. Like, there's effort there. But I'm willing to say that if he worked on his game uh, enough to make that drastic improvement from his freshman to sophomore year at Dayton offensively, he can do it defensively. Um you know, it's it's gonna be like whether he does it or not. But I think I think the the I think it's there. And also I saw this other article the other day of some some guy who ranked the draft experts in terms of their um accuracy. And uh <laughs> Sam Vicini was actually I think he was up at the top and he had top in three in his most recent um mock. So we'll see. I I, I, I definitely hear three in his mock. Yeah, yeah, three. Yeah, I'm three. That is, that is yeah, high, three. man. You so, gotta. That is like that is a heavy gamble that he is going to get better defensively. I mean, yeah, we we will see. We will see. Um, who's it up? It all depends on the team. Oh no, that's so true. That's so true. It, dude, if he gets drafted to the Warriors, he's going to be an absolute stud. Oh, that's that's going to be a good fit because you know he can you can put him next to like you can have him either coming off the bench or put him next to Draymond, and then you have Clay. Uh, you're automatically right there. Yeah, I mean he would he would murder it. Um, yeah. But the fit will be a big thing. I, I agree with that. Uh, who is up next, Chip? Are you seven or no? Yeah, right. Because wait, no, 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 yeah. Chip, you did, you did five. I did. Oh six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So uh, Alex is seven. I'm seven. Okay. So for seven, I got James Weisman. I like James Weisman. Uh, not as like he's good, solid, uh, good shot blocker. Good rim runner, athletic, plays solid defense. I think the only concern is like being consistent on both ends of the floor. Um, but overall, I think he's gonna be a solid big man in the league. Uh, he's he's what was it? I think he, if I remember correctly, he does have an outside shot, right? I think this is the one I really like. Don't have much knowledge on. He he only played like. To a couple of games. Yeah, so I, I, I don't know too much. I, about I would not. I would not say played. he has an outside shot. His form doesn't look bad, but it's yeah. just tough because the sample size is really small. I think that's what it is. Is that he has shaky out? He has a shaky outside shot. Another one that has to be a little more consistent. But once he's inside the paint, he's solid. But I would go with James Wiseman just based on talent. He's athletic, shot blocker, rebounder. Typical thing for a big man, which you want. I think it's just for the need for some teams out there. 
if it's a slot at seven. I I also had him um, at seven. The day he steps foot on an NBA court, he's an immediate lob threat and rim protector. So there is value there. Um, the talent is there. Uh, some people have questioned his motor. Free throw stroke looks pretty decent. I think it was 70% for the games that he played. Um, his He's 7-1. I think he has a 7'6 wingspan. So, like, you draft him based on the fact that his ceiling is probably super high um, and see kind of what happens. I, I mean, remember when we started the year, this kid was, like, number one projected. So he's only falling back because he didn't really play games. He got hurt. So um, I don't know. We'll see. Chip, uh, what, what do you think? Yeah, I don't know too much about him because we barely saw him play, but I was going to bring up the fact that he was like the number one overall recruit and it seemed like he was going to be the number one pick, right, or at least in the top two. And now because he, for whatever reason, that I don't even remember the alleged violation, whatever that nonsense was with the NCAA. Now he's uh, didn't end up playing uh, and now he's – probably not even going to be in the top five, but yeah, it could end up that he is one of the steals of the draft. Who knows? But yeah, I don't know about his shot. I guess he does have a shot. He doesn't have a shot. I really don't know. I never watched the kid play. I, I, I only watch like small clips of him play. So I don't know too much. I, I take him this high for sure. I take him in the top seven or eight, like just based on what we saw of him in high school, like his potential, you have a, it's like the Michael Porter Jr. thing with the Nuggets. Like you can't let a guy like this right. slip so by far. for too long right. just based off potential. I think the thing with, uh, with, with Weissman is that, you know, when we look at centers, right, I think he, I think, and this is, I'm not saying he's going to be exactly like Mitch, but he has like that type of potential where he could be like a shot blocker, a lob threat. He can rim run, like you see it there and then you see the athleticism and you just hope that he can transfer into something else. Like I'm sure if we did a redraft right now, Mitch would not go in the second round. He'd be drafted somewhere in the top yeah. 10, like maybe even top five based on his talent. And like Wiseman shows that he has like the capability of it. Like he doesn't have like a strong handle, but based on the limited stuff, I think, uh, like I said, I don't remember. I think I barely saw him see a shot, do some shots just from like the limited footage that we have of him. But I would definitely take this risk on Wiseman at the, at seven. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. Um, Chip, we're we're moving on to eight, and you're you're up for this one. Okay, I don't know how to pronounce this guy's last name, Avdija? but he's I, Denny Avdija. Denny yeah. Avdija. Yeah, he's fascinating to me. Like I love the, the fact. Pick. That, yeah, like he's the such a garbage free throw shooter. Right? Like, his numbers are terrible. He's a 52% free throw shooter. I'm looking at this. He shot – Kevin O'Connor wrote it. He shot 56% on 363 free throw attempts since 2017. <laughs> there is little historical precedent for a player with such poor free throw numbers to ever become a reliable shooter. <laughs> but but Kevin O'Connor puts his comparisons as Gallinari, Batum, and Saric, who are all good shooters. So it's really fascinating to me. Like he takes, like he also says he takes analytics friendly shots by scoring mostly on threes and layups. So it's just, he's such a fast, and I watched video of him. A lot of Knicks people are posting like Twitter videos of him too. That's and for I've sure. watched all, all, yeah. I've watched a lot of 
those videos and I looked him up on YouTube and stuff. And he's just a fascinating prospect to me. I can't wait to see what happens with him in the league. Like he could be like, he could be a really good player and he could be totally flame out. I feel like he's one of those guys, but yeah. And also unlike a lot of uh, international prospects, I think he's totally, he looks like he's going to come in and be able to defend right away. And he's a big guy too, six, nine. And he's also, he's young. He's 19 years old. So, yeah, he's like I'm mostly I'm mostly picking him because I wanted to take him before when you guys did, so I could talk about him. Uh, <laughs> and if he does turn out to be if he does turn out to be another Gallinari, that would be great. I'd love Danilo Gallinari. So, yeah, I um, so it's funny. I I actually had him here too, but I'm a little bit lower on him than I think uh, Nick's Twitter is. Um, I I think like he's super smart. So the thing I had written on him here is like. He understands basketball as a game of chess, and he knows where he needs to move and where other players around him are moving as well. Um, he's a playmaker, like at it at at the forward size, which is yeah. really good. Um, I and I'll be honest, I might be a little bit ignorant here, but I I just don't know what the talent level was like in the Israeli league, so I I might question that a little bit. Um, and then I I seen some video from him playing in the under twenty three. I don't know if it was world championships and, and one of the commentators was like, it's not always fair. He's so much better um, than everybody else there that it's tough to compare. Um, but things that people really like about him and they say regardless of the talent that he played around or against is that he has skill and skill translate to, skill translates to the professional level. Um the shot is concerning for me. I think I think he's a high floor guy for me. I don't. I'm not very high on him, but I think he's a high floor guy. I think you will if you draft him. You're getting a smart player. You're getting somebody who is going to make good decisions on the court, and I think help other people get better. And you know you can't have enough of those guys on on the team. What about you, Alex? I agree. Actually, you said it beautifully. He plays the game of basketball like he plays chess. And watching his highlights, he is definitely doing that at a high level. That is like the most fascinating thing to me. He keeps the ball moving. He moves off ball really well. He can play on ball as well. Like you see it. He, I think the most impressive thing is that he's looking to get his teammates involved and he consistently moves. It's actually like, honestly, I think the best team that he would fit on is the Warriors because they do a lot of off ball movement and he would totally force. Actually, if you could just throw Wiggins out the, the room and put him on there, he could probably <laughs> force there. He just needs to get a shot. But I like, I like Denny, but you guys said it as a concerns, like shooting. He's not a consistent shooter. Um, watching, uh, I think it's uh, David Zenon said it best. Like his base when he shoots is like inconsistent and just his, like it's, it's not there. He's shooting kind of like how Steph Curry, that Steph Curry does with his feet together. But I think he's a little too tall to be doing that. But defensively, he's solid on and off ball. He just needs to get a little bit more muscle to hang with like the bigger forwards. Um, but playmaking, that is just, that is the thing that is like so intriguing because he can play on the ball and just help facilitate. And then he consistently moves off the ball. His shot, he'll make it, he'll make it like once in a while, I guess, but like, or when he's on, I should say, but it's really concerning that it's not consistent. Like you can just watch the clips of it and you'll see that it's either air ball brick or in. And it's just like, you don't know what you're going to get whatever day, but that's really where it comes down to is can he get a shot going and can he put on a little more muscle to hang with some of the bigger guys? Because he doesn't have the quick step and he gets, he gets blown by 
Like he can stay in front of people for the most part, but if there's a quick guy, he's not catching up, and he just gets the foul trouble at that point. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's that's really really well said. Um, okay, moving on to number nine here, another guy that I've written uh, some words on. I, I love this guy a lot, Devin Vassell, out of Florida State. Um, so six six with a six nine wins wingspan, the quintessential three and D prospect. I think he has a little bit of more upside uh, than just that. But, dude, watching this guy's tape, he has, like, you know how they used to call Gerald Wallace Crash? But, I mean, that was almost a negative kind of uh, nickname. But he has that type of activity. This man is everywhere. He goes up for rebounds. He challenges. He gets in your face defensively. He's got good uh, low center of gravity. He moves his feet well. Like, he is active. He is a disruptor. He disrupts the opposing offense. Um, he's got a good motor, uh, very good efficiency with shooting his, um, his shot form is a little, it's kind of like a high set shot. Um, but his, his analytics numbers were very good. Uh, catch and shoot 87th percentile, 94th percentile on points per possession, 95th percentile on the half court. Um, you know, I, I like this guy a lot. Um, you know, I, I'm wondering if you guys had him as high as I did at, at nine here. Uh, I had him, yeah, I had him around, or had him around here. I like him. I, you said it right. Prototypical 3 and D guy. Um, he plays off ball extremely well, like fluid. And I think that's what I like about him. Actually, like bring it back to the next. I would love, we need this. We need this on the team. We need a lot of things, but I would love to see this. Um, but yeah, simply put, prototypical 3 and D guy. I like him. There's not really much more I have to say about him. Yeah. Yeah, same thing. I mean, I guess maybe it's because they're both ACC guys, but kind of reminds me of, like, DeAndre Hunter coming into the league with the mm-hmm. Hawks last year. He's just going to come in right away and make threes and play defense and contribute. And, again, with the Knicks, he's a guy who RJ can kick the ball out to and make shots. He can open up driving lanes for RJ, unlike certain other players who he had to play with this year. So. <laughs> Are you talking about Julius Randle? No, no <laughs> way. More than just Julius Randle. But yes, Julius Randle. Alex, who do you have at 10? 10, I have Cole Anthony. Um, I like Cole. Uh, I think he gets a lot of, there's a lot of like heat. He's taking actually a lot, oh, of, yeah. heat for, a lot of heat for prospect. And I don't necessarily think it's, all that fair. He is a solid player. He has a good shot. Like people, I know people were talking about his mechanics and I was one of those people who said, you know, I was concerned about his mechanics, but then I went back and watched it and they're pretty, they're fine. They're solid. Um, he's a bull. He likes to drive to the lane. He can take the contact. He's ready to finish. Excellent finisher. Um, just a hound on defense, especially on ball off ball. needs to be a little bit better. Um, but not, not anything concerning. I like Cole. I think he, I think he'll be very good in the league. He, I don't know what team, I don't know the team off the top of my head that could definitely use him. I know Knicks fans, there's a lot of Knicks fans out there that would love to see him on the team. Uh, comparison, like right now, would be like not exactly the same because he has a better shot than DSJ, but the same aspect where he likes to drive and just like attack the rim. Um, I guess my only concern with Cole is on the playmaking side is that he tends to be score first and like pass like third, not even second. Um, 
just by the way, you just watch him like when he was at UNC, but it's not even fair to just look at it at UNC because that team was a little lackluster but than, than what it usually is. But I think he is like a solid prospect at this. I would take the risk at him at 10. Yeah, I um, he played with a lot of bigs that clogged the lane. Uh, this is this is not an original thought. A lot of people have written about this. UNC's team was really not good this year. Um, there's some people who say that he gives off Austin Rivers vibes. I, I understand where that comes from. I do think he's <laughs> Chip may be one of those guys, but I, I actually I had Cole Anthony here too, and I'm I'm gonna be a little bit higher on him than most. I don't think he is this. Um, you know, head down, score only player that people think, um, you know, he, uh, I, I, listen, you could say it's like, oh, that doesn't really matter. But I like guys who have had family members that played in the league. I like that his dad played in the league. I think that matters. I think he's got good pedigree. Um, his step back and pull up jumper are, are good to me. Yeah. Play, playmaking and defense will have to be, um, you know, addressed for sure but uh he had some of the best aau numbers that were ever recorded um and you could say whatever about that but i i do think that he's got some upside there chip let i'll, I'll let you slay cole anthony here before we <laughs> no, move on. Oh i'm not God. gonna slay i'm not gonna slay him i'm just gonna say look he does remind I, like i said i'm a duke fan and i watched austin rivers and he does give me Austin Rivers vibes. He's very Austin Riversy. But again, Austin Rivers played on a lesser talented Duke team, like Cole Anthony played on a lesser talented North Carolina team. So I think he felt like he had to take a lot of bad shots. And is Cole Anthony going to have the same type of NBA career that Austin Rivers is? Not necessarily, but it's. It, it just feels like the same thing, again, because they both have famous dads who played in the league and are still around the league. And I don't know. I, I wouldn't take Cole Anthony high, but I guess at 10, again, like Alex said, you could take the risk this low. But he's not like – I think before the season people were talking about him as a very high pick. I think he's his performance this year has kind of knocked him out of that. But uh, at 10, it's not a, it's not a terrible – pick at 10 i think yeah. it's could end up being a, a great one who knows but again depends on the team with with all the players in this draft it's gonna depend on the team what happens i agree with Absolutely. that i definitely agree absolutely with that. uh chip who do you have at 11 i love tyrese maxi Ooh, all right to, to, yeah. to talk to me about tyrese maxi i'm gonna be honest with you i'm i'm lower on him but i don't know a lot about him but i'm i just I, I I can't get on his bandwagon, but tell me why he's good. Well, I'm very simple. So I looked at all of Kevin O'Connor's scouting reports, and when it said shades of, I, I looked at his, and it said Kyle Lowry. So then I just uh... fell in love with the guy, and I went and looked at a bunch of his videos, and I was like, you know what? He does look like Kyle Lowry. No, <laughs> but it was it was a little bit more than that. He is a great he is a great defender, and he does kind of remind me of Kyle Lowry because of that. But no, dude, he's just fucking relentless. Like he's just fun to he again. He's just fun to watch. Like I, there's some and again, not like Cole Anthony. Not a very sound passer. Not a very <laughs> uh, could improve there. But he's gonna be he's gonna be a highlight reel as a rookie. Whoever gets him, and I know that's not a reason to pick him. But at eleven, at ten, eleven, I'm not honestly. I'm not sure if I would take him over anthony 
now that I think about it. I did put him ahead of Anthony, but now that we had the Anthony discussion, I don't know. That's an interesting discussion. Like, I mean, he's a better defender than Anthony, but I honestly, I think I would. I think I would take him over Anthony. I know, I know that's probably controversial because Cole Anthony is Cole Anthony, but yeah, I think I would. I, I just really like the kid, what I watched of him. And yes, like I said, I'm simple. The Kyle Lowry comparison sold me, sold me at first, but whatever. I really like watching the guy play. No, I'll take okay. that. Um, who, who, I'm, I'm actually forgetting right now who is up. Uh, okay. I was Devin Vassell. Alex was Cole Anthony chip. Oh, so Alex is up for 12. Okay. So for 12, um, gonna, gonna go with Aaron Naismith, another solid three and D player. I like Aaron. I think that's just another thing. Just, I think when you start getting this late into the draft, um, you're looking for guys who you can just plug and play off the bench, uh, get some like valuable minutes off of him if possible. And I think Aaron Naismith does that. He's good off ball. Looked like a flamethrower in college from three. Um, and he plays solid D on and off ball. I think it's very simple like that when it comes to looking at him. There's not really much going on besides that. I mean, maybe you want him to work a little bit more on his handle. Maybe you want him to work a little bit more as like a playmaker. But I think what you're looking for, what you're going to get out of him is three and D. And if you just give him the ball, just like if he's open, sell him the shoot. And that's really it. Yeah, I like Naismith too. I, I His his body type to me is very similar to um... – I'm, I don't know why I'm blanking on this guy's name. He's on the Kings. They just paid him. He's from the Bahamas. Um, Buddy Heald. Buddy Heald. Buddy he- oh, Buddy Heald. No. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Bahamas? I yeah. I, I said Bielitsa. Why did I say I that? Think, I think it's the Bahamas. But, um, but you just I, said Oklahoma. I, I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Is Buddy Heald from the Bahamas? I'm pretty sure. That. I'm pretty sure. But uh, Aaron Naismith, yeah, dude. Uh, prolific shooter. Uh, pull off, pull up, and shooting off the dribble. Um, he made at least like two threes in all games before he got injured. Uh, I, I, I definitely like him a lot too. Chip, what do you think about uh, Naismith? Oh, I don't know anything about him. I'm okay. gonna be completely honest. No, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't know anything about the guy. I got. I you. really don't. I think that I was that was twelve, right? Yep. Yeah. All right, so 13 is me. So I'm going to take Kyra Lewis Jr. here. Um, he is extremely fast, uh, very, very quick with the ball in his hands, uh, has good defensive tools. You know, scouts say that he needs a little bit of a better feel for the game in terms of passing. He's gotten some comparisons to Kobe White. Um, very, very skinny, you know, very slight. Might get killed on screens, uh, 6'5". Um, he can adjust well in the air. Uh, his body type is almost very similar to like a Justin Holiday, but uh, I think there's a lot of upside with this kid. And when you start thinking of just like speed and shooting, like that's a pretty deadly combo in today's league. Like I'm willing to kind of take a, a, a risk on some of his weaknesses based on the fact that he's got things that you can't, I mean, you can teach shooting a little bit, but that speed, when you start talking about like De'Aaron Fox-like speed um, and, and a pull-up and a set shot, like there's a lot of ways that you can play him on the floor. So I'm, I'm taking him at 13. What do you guys think? I like – no, I like Carolus. That was actually – I have him like right here. 
This is like, I would, you said it, Jeff, super fast and like speed kills in the NBA. Just look at De'Aaron Fox, just like, or even John Wall, right? You, if you can't keep up with them, it's deadly. And he just blows by people. And I think what, not only can he just blow by people, he's deceiving on defense. Like you think you have a clear pass and then he just pops into the lane and he just pokes that ball and takes it all the way to the rack. And I like that. I love that. And if I'm going to bring the, you know, the trend for all this Knicks fans here, um, would love to see him on the Knicks. I think imagine him next to like RJ or like even Frank put Frank at the two. Yeah. That, that's a deadly defense. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. It's true. Um, and I think we're on our last prospect here before we move on to the redraft. Um, Chip, finish us off with 14. Yeah. Uh, again, don't know how to pronounce this guy's name. This, uh, <laughs> oh, seven, this seven footer. Poku? From, yes. Oh, yeah. I, I guess we just call, we just call him Everybody that, right? Everybody calls him Poku now. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. think, I think it's Alexi uh, Pokashevsky or Pokashevsky. I don't know. I could be I could be missing that up, but yeah, definitely definitely talk about him. He's he's got some big upside. Again, kind of like the Denny thing, where it's just fascinating to me to watch the guy. Like he's seven feet tall and he's two hundred pounds. He's so goddamn skinny, very skinny. But he's so he's so interesting to watch. Like, and if you were to end up on our team, just watching the guy. <laughs> grow on our team would just be so fun but anywhere he goes it's going to be fun to watch he's so goddamn skinny but he's so skilled he can do so many things he can already shoot he can already pass he's already got so many things the guy ugh, it's he look he's fun to watch that's all and i was surprised that because i remember reading a tweet about the guy and i was like who the fuck are these so many so many people talking about and then i watched a video of him and he's just so fucking weird looking very weird looking i don't know very weird looking and he's fun to watch just fun to watch and i don't know it's he can actually he can dribble the ball too yeah he has good handle like it's God, it's he's going to be like when the draft happens, he's going to be like one of those uh, guys that NBA Twitter falls in love with. <laughs> For sure. Uh, I have no knowledge of Poku, to be completely honest. I've right. heard I'll, of I'll take I heard, it. I've, I heard of him. Uh, I, I was listening to it was Macri's podcast. Nick's home school and they brought him up and I was like, never heard of this guy. So. I got nothing. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll I don't. Play. I've never. I didn't know anything about the Vandy guy, so I don't blame you. I didn't. Guy. I didn't know anything about Poku until um, I think it was Spencer Perlman. He was. He was on a podcast. It might have been Macri's. I'm not sure. I, yeah, think, that was, I think that's what it was. So, yes. Yeah, I, yeah. For me I, too. For me I started too. looking yeah. into him after that, and I don't know that I'm as high on him as I think NBA draft Twitter is, is starting to fall in love with this guy. Like I could see why you would fall in love with him. Like he's seven foot and he, his handle is serious. Like it's not just good. Like he's, he's got some moves and he moves really well without the ball. Um, he's very decisive with the ball. I don't, you know, he's not somebody that holds it. He, he, I think he makes smart plays when he's on the floor. Yeah, he's smart. He's a smart yeah, player. Yeah, um, seven foot, decent shot. Like, there's a lot to like there. Again, you know, it's it's just tough. I know. I, I think he. I don't know if it's the the Russian league or the Serbian league where he was playing. Um, I'm just gonna be interested to see like, you know, how that translates. Obviously, he's a project. He's not somebody that's gonna tear it up day one. But um, if you want to take a risk on a guy that 
you know, if this this is like this is like a gamble you take when you you draft like Giannis. You know what I mean? You have this like long, lanky dude who you're forecasting to grow into his body, put on weight, and be like a monster. And this guy is seven feet, and he can shoot, and he has handle. So this is the type of guy that you do that with. So um, you know, we'll we'll kind of see what happens there. But he's an interesting prospect going forward for sure. Um, but that kind of ends our 2020 look at, you know, some of the prospects that are coming out and we're going to switch gears a little bit here into a 2015 redraft, uh, which, uh, Chip and I have been doing a bunch of these. We started off with 2010. Um, I'm excited to do this one because there was a lot of interesting names out there and, uh, me and Chip always have a fun time kind of like going at each other's picks when we do this. Um, it always, it's always fun. So. This one, I think we will all have our number one uh, will be the same. So I'm not even going to have one of us go unless one of you guys <laughs> tell me that you didn't pick Carl Anthony Towns. But well, someone should start so someone then can pick second. Good call. No, that's that's who a wants good... to go because who wants to go second? Yeah, you Alex should go first. I think guest goes first. I right? want okay. All right, let me go second because I want to see okay, okay. if if Chip is oh, going to rip me up for this number two. Yes. So, so Alex, talk, talk, uh, wax, wax poetic a little bit about Carl Anthony Towns, and then I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit Chip with uh, an interesting number two here. He might be on my, he might, he might be on board with me though. Who knows? We'll see. Shocker. I'm very analytics driven. So. <laughs> okay, then, then we're gonna have an interesting conversation. <laughs> Carl Anthony Towns is my first overall pick. He's amazing. That's it. No, <laughs> there's there's nothing else. I mean, what else is there to say about it's? He is an offensively gifted player. He is the that is like the ideal player that you want as like a stretch big. Yeah, d- defense like we all get it, defense. But I'm not gonna lie, like the Timberwolves have not helped them to put him in a great situation either. So, but the Carl Anthony Towns, like you put him on any team, infinitely better. As long as they're ran right, I'll put that. I'll put that caveat right there. As long as it's ran right, like just phew, the Timberwolves have just done so wrong. Just honestly, like they only had, to had one good year with Jimmy Butler, and it's just because like they actually had like a solid veteran who actually was like capable of like rallying the troops. And now after he left, it's just like, oh well. Yeah, yeah. Towns is definitely the guy here. Um... Uh, I mean, he's just so skilled. I, I do hope that they can either build a team around him or that he gets to play with, you know, a winning squad because, you know, it, it just sucks to see talent like that wasted. But it's not all um, – it's not like it's not on him either. He's got to improve on the defensive end. And I think that we've seen some guys who were a little bit more committed to that leave and what's happened with that team, you know, the spotlight's been on him and it's going to continue to be on him. For sure. So am I? Uh, am I up for number two here? I think so. All right. Yeah, I think so. so. <laughs> I'm all right. This is, this, this is what I'm gonna do. Um, I think it's an obvious one, but well, maybe. See, that's why. I, well, I don't know. We'll see. But um, okay. Listen, I took Devin Booker here. Um, so Devin Booker to me is one of the most skilled guards in all of the NBA. He is shooting almost 45% from from the field for his career, 35% from three. Uh, he is second in this class, in this draft class, in points and assists. Uh, the advanced analytics are not great. 
He plays on a terrible team with a horrible owner that has this franchise has not been run well. Excuses, at any, excuses. Yeah, no, facts, <laughs> facts, facts. This franchise has not been run well at any point during his career or development. In spite of that, he's dropped 70 points in an NBA game. In spite of that, he was an all-star this year. In spite of that, he was averaging 26, 6, and 4 before play stop this year. Devin Booker is money. And yes, I do think there is some credence to an argument that can be made that he is an empty stats guy. But I am not going to believe that argument until I see him play with good players. I leave the floor to you. Uh, no, I was not. I I was just fucking around when I said the analytics stuff. I I would have taken Booker second. Too. Oh, okay, the, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. The the analytics hate Devin Booker. Yeah, and he takes he takes a lot of mid range shots. He takes a lot of short mid range, long mid range. He also makes a shit ton of them. He shoots like forty eight percent on short mid range and forty forty five percent on long mid range. He's probably the best mid range shooter in the NBA by volume and by accuracy. He's fantastic from the mid-range, so he should be shooting all of them. Like you said, he's uh, he's uh, plays on a uh, poorly run team, and, I mean, what are you going to do? Who's the – I can't even think off the top of my head who's the best player he's ever played with. Maybe Did he play with – Maybe Aiton. Maybe Aiton. Yeah. Did he – I mean, he played with Eric Bledsoe, right? Uh, yeah, I think he – I think he did, yes. He, I think yeah. he did for a short season. Was, yeah. I mean, was Bledsoe better than Aiton? Maybe Rubio? Yeah. Rubio's really good. Rubio's very underrated. He's a hired gunner at this point. Not for shooting, but... Yeah. 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 He's still very underrated. But, yeah, yeah, he's never never played with another all-star. So, I I think it's, it's hard to evaluate his career too much. Unlike Towns, I think you can evaluate it more uh, coming up. He's playing with a better player in D'Angelo Russell, who we'll talk about soon. But yeah, I, I like Booker here too. And I think he, he actually gets overlooked uh, because of where he plays. But yeah, I like Booker. Um, Chip, who'd you have at three? <sighs> Unfortunately, at three, I did everything I could to not take this guy. But there was no choice. I'm I had to, to take this you- guy... Kristaps Porzingis. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I did with the chip. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, so funny because I actually so I had him a little further back. I was surprised. Um, but dude, I I mean, really? listen, I know. I mean, we we had we had a little not an argument, but we discussed Kristaps um, last time. But yeah, no. Let let me let you guys go on Kristaps. I don't want to take that. Really, you had him further back. Where'd you have him? So I'm not gonna lie, dude. I, I'm not gonna lie, dude. I have him five here. I have him behind Montrez Harrell and Miles Turner. Wow, you had him behind Turner and Harrell, really? I do, yeah, yeah. Well, mm. here's the thing, dude. Kristaps, don't get me wrong. I I love me some Kristaps, and I, I'm obviously buying his pairing with Luca, but he's only played like 200 something games, and Miles Turner, you know, uh, 12 and six and two for his career, third in win shares. You know, Miles Turner is a is a consistently a pretty decent player. I know that the Pacers fans are probably gonna try and get rid of him instead of uh, Sabonis. He's consistently but... good, though. No, I, like, I, I Porzingis has been All Star level. 
And I'm, you're going to make me defend Porzingis, you motherfucker. No, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. Don't wait. do it, Jim. Don't do it, Jim. Wait, when is, wait, when is he consistently all-star level besides the year that he got hurt? And what this year, all, all I kept hearing from Knicks fans is how he can't shoot the ball efficiently. And, and uh, he's seven foot three and gets two rebounds a game. I mean, dude, I, I think Kristaps Porzingis is going to be amazing, but... Based on where we are right now, I, I don't know that I could put him. Montrez Harrell is about to get paid major money this summer. He's a Chris Stubbs bi- already got paid. God damn I it! Know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I mean, you guys obviously had him at three. Both of you, yes. right? Yes. Okay. Okay. Well, well, I guess Chip, do you want do you want to go or do you want me to go? I just went with three. So okay. I mean, if I'm gonna like give and I. Can't believe I have to do this too. I really don't want to have to defend Kristaps because <laughs> if anyone out there has not read it, please read Chip's piece on Kristaps Porzingis the day he got traded. If you want a good laugh, it was it was <laughs> and it was really feelings, good. I remember I that. Highly I remember recommend that. going to buy it. <laughs> but the quick things on Kristaps for this season: averaging nineteen point two points, uh, averaging one point seven assists, but 9.5 rebounds per game. I don't think that – I think that's – like he's close to being a double-double machine. Like you know he can shoot from three, shooting 30 – like close to 35% and just – I don't know, man. He's a rim runner. He gets you two blocks a game at least. Like it's just – he's just too good, man. He's too good to have, have him, I feel, in my opinion. Like I think three is just like the most appropriate spot for him, just like how talented he is. Like, yeah, he hasn't played that many games. I know he's injury prone. Um, really hasn't, like, done a whole lot in his career. Like, he only has one all-star, like, nod, and he didn't get to play because he got injured. But the dude's got talent, man. That's just my opinion on him. <laughs> yeah, that's true. With all that said, fuck him. He's soft. Yeah. <laughs> and he what, Chip, what Chip said. Yeah. <laughs> Co-signed it right here. Yeah. <laughs> Alex, who do you have at four? I got ice, Mr. Ice in his veins, D'Angelo Russell. Wow. Uh, love me some D'Lo. Shot creator, pass. Um, dude, man, he, he's just improved so much. And this is what we saw like Ohio State. like, And that's what you hope to see, right, when these guys play in college. Like, you hope that they can take it to the NBA level the way that they're playing in college and maybe even a little bit more. And D'Lo just showed that, like, shot creator can play make. He can – I know he's abysmal on defense, but dude's just just ice cold, man. I know he's a high volume scorer, but he like when he's going, man, he is just on. Yeah, um, D'Lo, you know, best year with the Nets. Um, still probably trying to find himself a little bit, but uh, I'm you know very interested to see how that pairing works out long term with him and Carl Anthony Towns. I do think that. Um, they add a couple of pieces out there. They could be really interesting, you know. Um, he's fun to watch, man. Like I know people, some people hate on him, but I, I, I like, I like the fact that he came into the league very young. He got thrown into some really difficult situations with the Lakers. He made things difficult for himself by snitching on his teammate, and you know he could have absolutely just went into a hole and just kind of was like, "Fuck it, I'm done." But you know what? Um, Took, dug himself out of it, and got himself a massive contract. Like, I'm, you know, I'm not going to hold him on that. Like, um, 
Definitely good for him, for sure. So five, this is where I had Chris Stops, um, our, our lovely former Nick. Um, I, I'm not going to talk too much. I almost feel like I should pass up and go to six. But, you know, I'll just, I, I, you know, I, I like Montrez Harrell and Miles Turner above a little bit. They have very good analytics numbers for the most part. Um, you know, I, I think both of those players are, are very good. I think Montrez Harrell is going to be one of the most sought-after forwards, if not sought-after free agents. Um, so who are you taking at five? Well, I had Kristaps. I had Kristaps there. Okay, but who are you, who who are you I, taking instead? Who am I saying? Um, well, I guess since we didn't discuss either of them, I'm going to, I'm going to put Harrell, Montrose Harrell. Harrell? Five. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to put him there, um, you know, based on some of the stuff I, I already said about him. And uh, okay. Chip, Chip, who do you have for six? That's a good one. Uh, I got Josh Richardson here. Ooh. I really like Josh Richardson. Very underrated player still. Uh, I know he was kind of at the forefront more this year because he was in Philly, but another one of those Heat guys who – Came out of nowhere, second round pick. Uh, he's his numbers kind of dipped this year. His scoring dipped, his three point shooting dipped. But uh, I think he's really underrated. He's a solid defender. Uh, I like Josh Richardson, and at this point in the draft, I think he'd be a a real steal. And you'd love to have a player who averaged twelve point four, three point two rebounds, two point nine assists. 42.6 from the field, and he's a career 36% three-point shooter. And we all know how important that is on 4.4 attempts yep. and also 81% from the free-throw line. Yep. And he's a really good defender. He can defend. So on a top five in the league, Sixers defense, he's very important to that. So I like Josh Richardson. Solid, solid. Am I going with the seven pick right now? Yeah, you got yeah. seven. Okay, um, so this is where I actually had Josh Richardson, but for seven, I'm going to take Miles Turner. I think this is a good spot for Miles Turner. Um, I know it hasn't gone the way he's wanted to in Philly. You got Sabonis who's now just slid into that starting role, and just Sabonis is just flourishing. But Turner, to me, he still has a lot of like potential. I think he just needs to be on the right team um, at this point. Maybe I think there's always talk. There was always talks about Pacers like trading him. Um, but solid in the pick and roll, he could run the floor, he can shoot the three, you know, I'm not saying he's great at it, but he can at least extend the floor. Um, yeah, I think it's a solid player to take at this point in the draft. He, there's still more that he, he can do to finish out his career well, but yeah, I'd go with Turner right here. And he's got that sexy voice and he should definitely be a broadcaster after, after he's done. <laughs> Just throwing it out yeah. there. He was great during summer league. Yeah, yeah. When he found out about the Paul George trade, I think like during summer league, as he was like broadcasting a game, I think. That is that is he was very good. An interesting uh, tidbit. I didn't know about that. Yeah, he uh, All Star break. I think it was during the uh, was it the Rising Stars game. I think this would. Oh, I thought he got traded during summer league. Paul George. No, no, no. I'm not talking about that one. I'm not talking about the Paul oh, George. Oh, but oh, I was oh, talking oh. about Turner. I'm talking about Turner. Also, like broadcasting during uh the rising star oh, game right 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 he did this year and he was just it was him and uh donovan mitchell and he just dude uh he's gonna get paid i'll tell you that as a broadcaster sounds great. yeah it's true all right i think i got eight up here um i'm gonna go with kelly Oubre jr so i Interesting. 
I I think he is a very interesting wing player. I like the fact that he is on Phoenix now. Um, you know, I think that he's he's taken some interesting turns in the league. I I don't know that analytically, you know, he's going to be very um, highly ranked within this class. But I just I just like his projection going forward. Even if he stays with the Suns, um, I think he's an impact player. I think he he's got enough energy and flair with the way that he plays that he can still uh, do a lot. I really enjoyed watching him when he was with the Wizards. Um, and especially when they had some decent Wizards teams there. I thought he was a matchup nightmare for opposing teams. I still think he is. Um, and I, I just, I like him going forward. I think not only has he done enough to be ranked like mid, you know, uh, mid-level around in this draft class, but I think going forward... There's a chance that, you know, when his career is said and done, that he may rank even a little bit higher um, than where I have him at eight. So I, I, I stuck with him here. I like Kelly Oubre. I like that pick. Uh, you you kind of alluded to uh, at you. That was eight, right? Yeah, that's eight. Kelly Oubre. Okay. Yeah, I like Kelly Oubre. I actually had him, I think, at 10 or so. But he broke out this year. Yeah. He averaged like 16 a game this year. Um, that was a weird trade that the Wizards had. Just kind of dumped him off to Phoenix because they didn't want to pay him. But he's a really good player. Yeah. Kind of really underrated. Can defend. And did Phoenix pay him? I- I'm not sure. I Is don't contract? think so. Um, yeah. I don't think he got paid yet. He's another guy that's weirdly like unliked by the metrics, but can shoot too. So it's weird. He's no, he's an underrated player. That's a good pick. Um. I'm I'm number nine, right? Here? Yep. Yeah. Okay. I got and it's you were talking about this with uh Porzingis, but I got Justice Winslow here. Oh dude. And I okay. know I it's, had him there yeah. too. Yeah. Oh you do? Okay, good. Yep. Yeah, yep. you were talking about Porzingis like with the injury stuff and it it's it's worrisome. The fact that Winslow's always hurt, but uh I love Justice Winslow. It's kind of a personal pick too, like point justice, man. It's it's fun to watch. He's 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 just a solid player. Like he can really defend. He can facilitate for his teammates. And Spolstra unlocked him, man. He he's a really good player, and he he can. I know he's what thirty four percent from three for his career. I really think he can be better than that. In in eighteen nineteen, he was thirty seven point five percent on threes. On a 3.9 attempts per game. I think he can be that for his career. I think he can hover around 36, 37% for his career. And if he does that, if he shoots higher than that, like on wide open threes, he can be a solid role player for his career. Again, low usage player, obviously, uh, and really good defender, has always been a good defender since his rookie year. He's been able to defend. Like Ubre, the analytics are low on him. But, uh, yeah, he's a really good player. And, look, the team, the Heat are better when he's on the floor. The Heat are always better when he's on the floor. So he always has a positive net rating for the most part. Um, yeah, I'm a big Justice Winslow fan. Okay, solid. I, 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 I like that pick as well. Like I, I also like his just gradual improvement. 
Um, yeah. You know, I, I think... He's a hard worker. Yeah, yeah. And and that matters, man. It definitely does. You can carve out a nice career for yourself. So I, I'm, I'm with that for sure. Um, so that's nine, right? Alex, are we at you for 10? Uh, yes, yeah, sir. Would, yeah, yep. All right. So for number 10, I got Norman Powell. That's a good one. Yeah, I like Norm, I like Norman Powell. Yep. That is like awesome 3 and D guy. He is just broke out this year. Like, I, honestly, I think Nick Nurse just like figured it out because like under, was it uh, Dwayne Casey on the Raptors? He wasn't doing much within the first like three years. And even when Nurse was in there last year, he wasn't really needed as much. But this year he just broke out. Right now he's averaging 16 points per game. He's getting three rebounds. Like, dude is shooting, and he's shooting 39% from three and 50% from the field. Dude is just, like, lights out this season. And it's just phenomenal. Dude's prototypical uh, three and D. He can, you know, he's got the mid-range shot. He can catch and shoot. Like, not afraid of contact when he drives. And he's able to drive, too. So he's just, and just great off-ball, man. I like Norman Powell. I was really, like, when I was doing the research for this, I was like, you know, where, where would I take Norman Powell at this point? It's like what we were talking about earlier. Like when you start getting around these this type of the draft, you want guys who can just plug and play at like maybe most likely three and D guys, and that's where I feel like Norman Powell just falls right here. Yeah. Chip, what do you think it's about? Fun. Yeah, I'm a huge fan. Just another guy. Like it, it gets overlooked. Like everybody talks about like all the developmental areas for other teams and. We talk about the, we talk about the Raptors how they develop players, but we never talk about like the specific players. Like we never bring up how Norm Powell jumped from eight points a game to sixteen points a game this year. It's yep. pretty crazy that he did that, and he shot forty percent from three on five point four three point attempts, and went up to fifty percent from the field on eleven point seven field goal attempts. Like Toronto isn't the way they are right now, probably without Norm Powell having the improvement that he did as good as Siakam was like, they needed Norm Powell to step up, step up like he did. It was huge that he did. And I don't know. He's, he's a really good, again, really good player. And yeah, good pick. I mean, Norm Powell has been, I mean, he's been solid for a while, but I'm not sure if I, I'm not sure if I knew he had this other gear in him, but man, there's something in the water with that franchise they just get and they get the best out of every single player it's, that goes there they really very, do very true dude it's <laughs> wild like think about yeah. even og and Obi. like that dude yeah another step I, oh my god you look at everybody or like, even yeah. this year what about uh chris boucher or Bou- i mean yeah like he, boucher, he, yeah he, he yeah playing really well too you can um, see Occam stepped it up he was like oh why you're gone let me uh yeah. let me show you what i got yeah <laughs> yeah uh, I think we have 11 here, so I'm actually going to go with Willie Cauley-Stein, a guy whose career has taken a bunch okay. of different turns. Um, he's top 10 in this draft class in both win shares and box plus minus. He's top 3 or top 5, I believe, in total rebounds. Um, he came into the league with a whole bunch of hype. Um, you know, had a lot of athleticism, um, you know, things didn't necessarily pan out, but he's he's carved a nice niche for himself a little bit. He's on Dallas now. Um, you know, played decent in spot minutes here and there with the Warriors. Um, you know, he's he's got his role. 
and I do think that uh, you know there are there are players that the analytics will say that you know have a higher value than maybe the eye test will show you. And I think Willie Cauley Stein in this case is kind of one of those guys. Still a valuable rim protector, um, can be a rim runner too. So I, I think he deserves to be on this list. Um, not high for sure, but I have him here at eleven. Yeah, I'm a fan of his. Again, a guy who's guy who's bounced around, but yeah, he's always one of those guys who's gonna be in the league, like solid player. Sets he's like does the little things and hustles and stuff, and yeah, not like a great defender or anything, but he's he's solid. Like he's like you said, good rim runner and finishes at the rim well, and he's tough. Like yeah, he's a good player. It's like your prototypical uh, center for today, like rim runner. Good yeah. shot blocker, good rim protector. Like he'll get you. He's good off the lob. I think that's really it. He doesn't really do much more else than that, and I don't think he's yeah been given the chance to do so. But at the same time, I don't know if he can. So he's not good enough defensively. He's like not good enough defensively as Gobert or Capella or Mitch. Mm-hmm. So he he's not a starting caliber guy. I don't think. But he's like a level below them. But he's still good enough to like be in a a rotation. He's still a good player. Yeah. For sure. Uh, what is it? A- Alex, we have um, 13, right? Or 12? I think uh, it's me. Wait. Wait, what pick are we at? I think... I think... Is it? T- I think it's 12, actually. Yeah, because I, I had a 11, and I think I went with uh, Willie Cauley-Stein. Okay. So, 12... 12 is going to be you. Larry Nance is still on the board, right? Larry Nance is on the board. <laughs> yeah. Larry Nance is still on the board. I'm going with Larry Nance. There you go. Oh, yeah. Man. Take him. Speaking, Take of, him. speaking of guys who get overlooked because they uh, do the little things, like Cauley Stein, doesn't show up on the stat sheet. I think uh, Larry Nance is kind of like that. You know, 8.1 points, 54% from the field for his career, 32% from three, not really – much of a shooter, 69.5% from the free throw line, uh, 6.6 rebounds. He's, uh, he's again, like I said, Kali Stein, he's, he's, uh, he's just a solid player. And the analytics really like Larry Nance. He's fourth in the draft class in uh, VORP, if that's your thing, whatever. Um, he's uh, fourth. The one that I love is Bach plus minus, and he's, fourth in box plus minus yeah. which is one of my favorite stats i love that one but uh yeah i like the fact that he's played on winning teams he played on those winning Cavs teams so i like that and uh he uh he's a he's just a solid player he's a lot like collie stein he does the little thing set screens and yeah he's unfortunately for him he's now playing on the Cavs team right now but he's still he's unlike kevin love he's not bitching and moaning about it he's still a good player <laughs> Yeah, like, and got paid a lot of money too. So I guess he's doesn't have a lot to complain about. But yeah, yeah, I like um, I I like Lance Nance too. Uh, it's interesting. Uh, one of the lower end comparisons that some people have actually given for Obi Toppin is Larry Nance. Um, you know, so we'll kind of see how that plays out. But I, I like Nance too. I think he's gradually grown his game a little bit. Um, I'm, I'm definitely cool with that pick. Alex, anything to add on him before we move to 13? Not really, no. I okay. Got, 
I think you guys covered it all. Hit, uh, hit us with uh, number 13. Nick's favorite right here, baby. We all know who it is. Bobby Portis. Wow. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. I, wasn't, I didn't even have him on this list. Really? I didn't even have him on my board. No. <laughs> Bobby Portis, baby. Uh, BP. BP. Nikola Miritich's favorite player in the NBA. Wow. You know. Yeah. I like Bobby Portis. So I like, I like Bobby Portis. I don't think he's had the shot to be on, like, on a solid team to utilize him right. But what I do like about him is that he can stretch, stretch the floor. Solid in the post. Uh, he's got that pump fake and is able to drive. He's a, he's a decent runner like in the open space. Nothing too crazy. Defensive liability, but offensively, it's just like, like when you see the dude can score. And like if we're looking for stretch fours, that's your guy. I mean, listen, uh, before he came to the Knicks, people liked him. I mean, he had some decent shooting numbers. Um, he did. He was good. Know, in, he he was good in Washington. He did, yeah. He he had he had some decent shooting numbers in in not only Washington but um, Chicago as well. I think. Um, you know, I, I didn't I didn't have him here. Um, I feel bad because I I think Bobby Portis is a nice guy. I think he's a decent. Yeah, dude, he's a nice, very nice. guy. You know, but um, I mean, outside of that Chicago game that he had early this season, I really haven't seen too much good play from him. I, there was a couple games here and there, but. Um, yeah, I, you know, I didn't have him here, but, you know, stretch, and I think, what, isn't he, like, 6'10", 6'11", I mean, like, he's a big guy, um, he'll definitely, he'll definitely find another team if, you know, the Knicks don't pick up that option, I certainly hope they don't pick up that option, but, um, (laughs) you know, we'll, we'll see. 6'10", 250, he's a big boy. He is. Plays defense like he's 5'10", 150, (laughs) but he's, he is 6'10", 250. Before we hop off of Bobby, here's some here's some stats. This is, he was traded from Chicago to Washington, but here's some interesting stuff. He was averaging 14 points a game, eight rebounds a game. Uh, was shooting 79 percent from from the free throw line, averaging 39 percent from three, and 44 percent from the field. That was last season. Like that's solid. Uh, yeah. Sign me up. This season, he shot 44 percent from three. Really. Uh, no, uh, no, not from uh, not from three. Thirty-nine percent from. Uh, oh, okay. still, still yeah. good though. I mean, that's why. Forty-four from the field. That's why we signed him. That's clearly why we signed him. It just obviously, you know, didn't yeah. work out. That was the plan all along. Yeah. <laughs> 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 all right, so I'll I'll finish us off here. Um, I got the fourteenth pick. There's a lot of ways that I could have gone here if I really, really wanted to piss off Chip. If I really, really wanted to just get under his skin, I would have picked Terry Rozier here. Um, but I, I wouldn't didn't. have had a huge problem with that. Really? Okay. Nah. Uh, you know who I went with? And I think Chip will appreciate this because there's some guys that we've included in our redrafts that we were like, you know what? The numbers aren't great, but this guy just has an impact. Every game this I've seen this man play, he's played well. Um, I went with TJ McConnell here. Not gonna, not a guy that is going to, um, you know, run up the stat sheet any way, shape, or form. But pesky defender keeps his dribble alive as a as a lead guard when he's in there. Um, make shots. Um, I like him. Yeah, you know, I I think he's fun to watch. I think he gives your team, especially your second unit, um, added energy. 
And, you know, I think he's a decent enough, he's a, he's going to be a lifer in the NBA. I think he's going to have a long career. Uh, he's never going to make an all-star team, but chances are if your team wins, he's going to play a part in it. Uh, and, and that's why I, I have TJ McConnell here. What'd you guys think of that? Yeah, I, I didn't have him on my board, but I, I agree with you. He's a, a guy who's going to be in the league for a very long time. Uh, didn't have didn't have him on my board though. That <laughs> I have a lot of guys out of him. Terry Rozier is actually one of them. I had Terry yeah. Rozier higher higher than you're giving me credit for. I, I had know. Terry Rozier eleventh. Yeah, I uh, yeah. Who so who did you guys have at fourteen? I'm just curious. Just before we kind of finish up, uh, I had uh, Rondé Ellis Jefferson fourteen. Ooh, okay, okay. Didn't have him on my board. I, we had very different boards. I had a different board than a lot of you guys. I had. Uh, I had Willie Cauley Stein fourteenth. Okay. 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 Who did you chip? Who did you have further up? Like between ten and fourteen. Give me your ten through fourteen. Did you have Delon Wright up there? Delon Wright was thirteen. Okay. Uh Rashawn Holmes was twelve. Yeah, so I thought about him too, but yeah. I was kinda like, eh. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, you know what? And, oh no, go go ahead, sorry, Chip. Oh no, I was just gonna say I had Rogier at eleven. Okay. okay. No, what I was going to say is actually I missed somebody who I actually, actually prior to that, um, over Ronde, I would take uh, Trey Wiles. I had him Trey higher. Trey Lyles? Wow. Really? Interesting. Yeah. I, had him, I had him higher than, uh, I had him in the 15, 14 You know, range. I wanted the Knicks to look at him like, I don't know if it was last summer or two summers ago, because uh, I think he was coming up for free agency and I just liked his skill set, but um, interesting. That's really what it is. I don't know what he did this year, though. I honestly didn't see much of him. He, he played a lot of minutes, but he didn't really. He wasn't necessarily like giving you points or like a lot of rebounds. He was just kind of like a solid, like I, I don't even know the stat. Just like a net zero guy, just like he'll give you a couple points there and there, give you a couple rebounds. But yeah, he shows the tools that he can be capable of, like a little bit more of an expanded role. Right. But I don't think he – he's on the Spurs, so it's just like a well-oiled machine. So he worked out there. I think he may have a bigger role. He was only averaging like 19, 20 minutes uh, this year. But I like his skill set. I like that he can shoot. There were um, two There were two guys that I considered putting up a little bit higher here. But they just like haven't had the track record. Like Christian Wood is a guy who's going to get paid money this, this summer. He was undrafted, I think. Um, and then, dude, I know that he does not have stats, but Pat Connaughton – um yeah yeah he he is nice good defender very athletic can shoot um i wanted to put him up here too but he just doesn't have uh the numbers for me to justify it but i think if we look at this redraft maybe in you know five ten years pat Connaughton could be higher up here tyus jones i had yeah that's a good pick that's a good pick. Mm -hmm. yeah him and Connaughton were like my last two off yeah, I had Royce O'Neal like in somewhere that I would consider yeah. up around there yeah. too. Yeah, that's actually a good one. I probably should have looked at him a little closer, to be honest. And Kevin Looney, Kevin Looney, Kevin Looney is is a solid center. He's not bad. I think, he, he's not I, bad. I think he gets a little overlooked, like when he was uh, on the Warriors because he had everyone else, and he's not like a Bogut or anyone of like that nature. But they didn't have him last year. Like I know they, the Warriors didn't have a lot of people last year, but. They were struggling without him. Didn't and he? Was like, didn't, he's a legit center. Didn't he play some some pretty big playoff minutes, if I remember correctly? He did, yeah. and he and he was hurt. I think it was his shoulder. Um, 
if I remember it correctly, and he wasn't able to finish off the remainder of the playoffs. But yeah. you can see that the Warriors were hurting without him just because defense. he's solid defensively. He's another guy that you're not going to see a lot of in the box in the box score, but Kevin is a solid center. I'll give him that. Definitely. Yeah. All right. Well, I think um, that's probably a good place for us to wrap up here. Uh, this was an awesome pod. We, we tackled a whole bunch of stuff. Um, Alex, we are very, very grateful for you coming on, uh, especially short notice, but, uh, we love having you on. And before we kind of head out of here, tell everybody where they can find, uh, your writing, um, uh, anything, you know, r- related to you on Twitter, um, where, where can the good folks at home find that? Well, thank you guys for having me on. It's always fun talking, chopping it up with you guys. Guy, I love your pod guys. I just love everything about basketball and you guys cover every base and I, that's what I enjoy about <laughs> it <laughs> it really is for like the addicts out there need uh, <laughs> need some counseling during these times yes. so thank you for it and Colin is always fun to listen to um, with you guys but uh, you can find me at, on Twitter at Tridacaster101 you can find myself at Hoops Habit um, and Empire Writes Back uh, there's some other projects on the way I can't talk about them right now but definitely be on the lookout for them I like that. I like that tease right there. And uh, nice. we, we will definitely be on the lookout for that for sure. Um, and then Chip and I will be back hopefully before the end of this week, maybe early next week, continuing our A through Z NBA series. We are uh, talking about the Utah Jazz. So uh, we have someone that we're very excited to talk to and bring on. So hopefully we will get to that soon. Um, as it goes, uh, that's the end of our pod. You know, We hope everybody is safe and staying sane. We hope the NBA comes back really soon. Have a good night, everyone.